This is Richard Zink from the Biopharmaceutical Section of the American Statistical Association. Today I'm talking with Amarjot Kaur, Executive Director at Merck. Amarjot, welcome to you. Hi, Richard. What initially attracted you to the discipline of statistics? Yeah, I would say I, I came into statistics by chance. Um, when I was uh, doing undergraduation, I was very much interested in um, uh, subjects like physics and uh, chemistry and so on, and mathematics, of course, was there. And um, when I had to make a decision on my postgraduate studies, so I was considering physics as one of the uh, disciplines that I would pursue. And at that time, um, one of my sister's um, teacher, actually, I was talking with her, and she said, why don't you try something like statistics? Because this is something, uh, you know, uh, she thought at that time, that was many years ago, I'm talking more than 20 years ago, that she thought it would have a lot of uh, demand in future. And that kind of, uh, you know, put a little seed in my mind. I did like mathematical sciences. So, um, so I ended up joining statistics, and uh, and then I completed my PhD in statistics uh, from India, and uh, did my postdoc uh, at Penn State, and um, so now I'm here with Merck uh, since 1996. And uh, can you describe your current role at Merck? Yeah, currently I'm. Um, the executive director and the head of the respiratory and immunology um, area for the late development statistics. Uh, so in this role, uh, I provide oversight uh, and statistical input uh, to various programs um, in the late development. Um, that means, uh, you know, phase uh, two, phase three clinical trials uh, programs or anything um, in the life cycle management. And um, so, um, so in this role, I mean, there, there are a lot of interesting opportunities um, and challenges uh, that we face uh, in, in terms of finding um, innovative solutions for, for the problems we face uh, with, you know, unique type of uh, endpoints and patient populations. So, so this, this, um, in this role, so we have a lot of opportunities um, you know, to make um, contributions uh, towards drug development. So when you're not doing statistics and calculating sample sizes, uh, what's your favorite non-statistics pastime? Uh, hopefully it's not physics or chemistry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have uh, yeah, a lot of interest. I mean, I do like to run. I think uh, that that's something uh, I think helps me take my mind off everything else and um, um, so and also um, when I'm not running, um, uh, I'm enjoying um, listening to classical music, uh, both Indian and Western. And um, so when it's not too cold, then I enjoy gardening. Very good. Now you're involved with the mentoring initiative within the biopharmaceutical section. Can you tell us a little bit about how this program got started? Yeah, so uh, currently, as you know, the biofarm section has uh, uh, started the mentoring program. Uh, it started earlier this year, and um, I chair this uh, uh, program, and we have a 
you know, other members who are supporting this program as well. So this program actually initiated a couple of years ago. I mean, mentoring has been going on in within ASA for a long time. I think there have been some efforts here and there. Uh, but the concerted effort, which is really kind of now uh, getting expanded, uh, started about uh, a year or two ago, um, where um, we had submitted um, the, the Committee on Applied Statisticians that uh, I also chair, uh, submitted a member initiative proposal to ASA on mentoring. And um, to, the, the goal of uh, this proposal was to do a pilot and, and create a blueprint um, that can be adapted and uh, uh, can be utilized for other groups. So, so the Committee on Applied Statisticians got funding to uh, uh, pursue this pilot. And also, as you know, um, uh, this is an uh, uh, important initiative uh, of uh, David Morgenstein, the current ASA president, and it's one of the president's uh, initiative, and, and he's also very passionate about the program. So there was a lot of support and um, encouragement uh, uh, for our committee to pursue this program. And um, so now, after the success of this pilot uh, conducted by Committee of uh, Applied Statistician, uh, it's now expanded, and um, it, it's very nice that Biofarm section has uh, adapted this, and there are other units in ASA uh, chapters and um, uh, other sections who are also considering uh, you know, adopting this uh, program. Well, how does the mentoring take place within the, uh, the different sections? So the mentoring, I think for different sections, uh, the section, I mean, for anyone um, before they, um, uh, you know, consider adapting the mentoring program, they need to uh, first uh, evaluate the need for their sections and, and what kind of uh, mentoring uh, would be useful. Mentoring is, is one is that one-on-one -on -one mentoring that's, one sort of mentoring, but there could be other ways to uh, provide the mentoring benefits. One could, uh, um, you know, have speed mentoring, or one could have maybe um, some presentations or a specific day for mentoring, and, and there could be um, several other ways. So, so for any unit to um, uh, consider mentoring, they need they they need to evaluate what is the need uh, for their group and. Um, as for us uh, adapting the the current program, I think it's easy. It, the blueprint is uh, uh, created, and uh, there is some experience within, uh, you know, the Committee on Applied Statistician and other units of ASA that they can learn from, and it would be easy to implement. Well, why is mentoring so important to fledgling statisticians? So by fledgling, I believe you mean junior statisticians, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's very important. Um, in my mind, it's important for uh, everyone. Um, junior statisticians, of course, um, benefit the most from it um, because they're new uh, in the career and they're learning, and so therefore there's a lot for them to uh, uh, you know, understand and adapt and um, you know, learn about. 
Uh, however, I think even for um, uh, statisticians at any stage of their career, I believe there is a learning they can always uh, uh, learn. It's just I think the the needs just change over time. So while I think mentoring program, I think has uh, uh, it, it provides some kind of uh, a structured way, uh, you know, that would uh, help enhance the, the some kind of network for for the statisticians, and also provide a role model and someone as a sounding board and who can, uh, you know, um, help them enrich their careers. And also, especially for the for the younger statistician, I think it's also important uh, that, uh, you know, they get uh, some kind of encouragement and, and there's, a, uh, you know, when they have a mentor, I think it enhances their self-confidence and esteem as well, just just so that they, they are able to, you know, that they feel more, I believe um, empowered are after 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 they learn about the different kind of possibilities that they can achieve. Do you have a personal example from your past where uh, mentoring has been particularly beneficial for you? Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. Um, uh, I think um, mentoring. I, I believe. I mean, knowingly or un- unknowingly, I believe uh, uh, that I have been benefited uh, from, you know, the advice of my uh, uh, peers or seniors. Uh, I mean, one example that always comes to my mind is uh, when I first uh, immigrated to uh, North America, uh, I was uh, I was looking for a job. I had done my PhD. I was working in India, and, uh, and I was sending my resume uh, I used to, you know, go through Amstrad News and so on and find anywhere there was an opening. I would just print out my resume and send it out, and which, of course, um, uh, was not the best way to contact uh, any organization. And because uh, uh, the resume can be easily, you know, lost or <laughs> ignored, you know, unless there is some other context to it, and. Um, so my supervisor, who was uh, at that time also uh, in North America, gave me an advice. He said, you need to pick up a phone and talk and call, uh, you know, as a follow-up. Otherwise, uh, uh, you know, the, the probability of success is low. I think that was a simple advice. And and that's what I started doing a lot of times. I, when I would send my resume, I would follow up with a call. It didn't take much, but I think that was... The main reason, I think, when I spoke with, uh, uh, you know, several people, I had much more opportunity, and that was what was the avenue for me to get a postdoc at uh, Penn State. So, so I, I believe uh, the the advice can come in different ways, and um, it doesn't always have to be structured, but we are always learning and. Uh, Mentored. Well, your example is a is a very good one. Um, I, I think statisticians tend to be pretty introverted, and in, in, in any of these suggestions that sort of take us out of our comfort zone, where we uh, are able to communicate a little more effectively with non-statisticians, is, is is definitely important advice for anyone to 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 pass on to a mentee. Uh, so that's a really good example that you shared. Um, 
So with the program, is the initial mentoring focus uh, going to be on recent graduates, say from uh, biostatistics programs, and, uh, and I'm talking specifically about the, the biopharmaceutical section, or, or is it the goal to, to reach uh, students so that they early on so that they can better plan out their educations and, and work experiences uh, for when they get into uh, the professional life? The, the specific, we haven't made any such distinctions in the biopharm program, um, but, uh, but definitely the, the you know, recent graduates and the junior statisticians uh, definitely have a lot of interest uh, in such programs, and, and we do uh, see that uh, whenever there is a career development type of, um, or, you know, or professional enrichment type of activity, there are more of junior statisticians uh, attending them. So at this time, the program, anybody, uh, uh, you know, is uh, who's interested in the program uh, can join in and uh, has to be a member of uh, Biofarm section. And, um, but I, but as based on our experience and uh, uh, the participants in the program, we see uh, all level of uh, statisticians who are uh, uh, involved in this program. Uh, many junior, and but there are some senior level statisticians as well who are looking, uh, uh, who have different needs, uh, uh, perhaps uh, in, in the career than the junior statistician. But every, anybody is eligible for this. Okay, and just to clarify that both the mentor and the mentee, they, they would need to be uh, part of the biopharmaceutical section, that's correct? Yes, so, so the biopharm program, yes, they, they are, um, they need to be part of the biopharm section. Uh, however, uh, I would add that uh, the this is a broader initiative uh, uh, for ASA, but other members of ASA who are interested in the mentoring program uh, can definitely uh, explore and find uh, the relevant places where they would fit in and uh, and there would be other opportunities for them as well. Now, you may have touched on this a little bit already, um, but in her plenary talk at the biopharmaceutical workshop this year, uh, Christy Trongstein mentioned that the ASA has three main goals moving forward. Uh, to get statistics better into uh, better integrated into uh, the public life basically and and one of these is reaching out to the next generations of statisticians uh, in terms of education building their soft skills and so do you think the biofar mentoring program will become an important part of this initiative uh, say perhaps in being uh, rolled out to the larger ASA, or will there be other things that become part of this mentoring program? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I do believe that um, the mentoring program uh, is consistent, uh, you know, with the vision uh, that Christy Changstein uh, laid out uh, about reaching out the generation of next statisticians. Um, because mentoring, mentoring is in a way to uh, um, help the the you know, junior statistician or, or, or any mentee or mentor to kind of be involved and, and uh, you know, work on the soft skills or anything that uh, is not part of the regular uh, routine learning, but you learn with experience. Um, 
so definitely I, I believe this is this is consi- consistent with that vision and um and and there are of course other statisticians when we talk of next generation uh, we are also i think uh, the other initiative of ASA which uh, which are reaching out to the high schools for the AP courses and so on so i would i would think those those are uh, also the visions um, you know where you would uh, reach out to the next generation um but i think i'm entering definitely uh within biofarm section and then broader ASA is an important component of it. And that's an uh, that's an important p- point that you brought up that I hadn't considered uh about high school programs and high P high school AP statistics programs. Uh you know, back when I was a high school student, the thought of having statistics uh in public schools in the high school level probably was unheard of and now we have statistics in high schools and 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 certainly in trying to in- encourage students at even at that level to consider statistics or more specifically biostatistics uh and the pharmaceutical industry or, or regulatory agencies would definitely be uh an important thing we could do uh as part of that mentoring. Now just to take uh sorry. Yeah, I mean ahead. I was exactly I was just to kind of follow up on that I was uh, going to add to it exactly up so and also I think it would be also provide an incentive to the students um, uh, when they graduate and uh, to to join ASA as well uh, given that it, it would have additional you know initiatives like mentoring and other uh, such career development uh, resources for them so after they graduated they would consider joining an organization like ASA so it would help with the membership as well. Just to take a little bit of a turn here, we uh we've heard a lot about uh soft skills and improving statistician soft skills related to public speaking, presentation skills, uh also uh improving their technical writing skills and communicating statistical ideas, but uh how important do you feel uh social social media such as LinkedIn uh is for a new statistician in marketing their skills and backgrounds uh, to prevent to potential employers. I think LinkedIn uh, definitely, I believe, is, has a role um, because I, as we uh, as we see, most of us are on LinkedIn already. I'm sure you and I are on LinkedIn and, and, and many more and. Um, I think recruiters are always uh, using LinkedIn as one of their uh, way to communicate, uh, you know, uh, their uh, needs. And at the same time, I think those who are looking for jobs also using LinkedIn as a way to market uh, themselves. So I think it, it is uh, definitely uh, playing a role and uh, perhaps would grow. I think as the new generation of statisticians move forward and and I, I believe the new generation is going to be more, you know, social media oriented uh, generation than um, what we are. Definitely has a role. But however, I, I do believe uh, other avenues uh, where, you know, are important where there is a human contact, uh, where there is a, uh, where you can actually talk with someone and, and um, you know, discuss about your skill sets and. Um, uh, so I think that that part would not go away. I mean, uh, LinkedIn definitely is is an important uh, uh, medium, uh, but I believe uh, you know other way of communication, mentoring, and, and so on 
would always have a role because there is a human element involved in, you know, uh, interpersonal interactions. Sure. So it's still important to pick up that phone and, and call people. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's no substitute for that. Yeah. I mean, with so much of information available, sometimes you have to sort out that when you are at the social media, uh, is information overload also, and and you do have to uh, filter out what is real and what is. Uh, uh, purely for marketing, so so I, I believe, uh, uh, yeah, picking up a phone and talking uh, it, it would stay critical for a long time. Going back to the Biofarm program, how many participants are, are currently in the mentoring program? Uh, this year, um, uh, we have about 40 participants in the uh, Biofarm mentoring program, which means uh, 20 pairs of mentors and mentees, and. Um, I mean, this program is uh, ongoing at this point. We would uh, uh, we would have, I think, the first cycle uh, completed uh, next year. And um, in, in addition to the biofarm uh, section mentoring program, like I mentioned earlier, that uh, uh, the genesis of this also came from the Committee on Applied Statistician, and then also uh, other units are adopting it. Um, in, in JSM uh, at Boston. Uh, Actually, there was uh, also an effort uh, to have about 50 mentees paired with the 50 ASA fellows, and they connected um, uh, at the GSM uh, mixer. So, so there are a lot of uh, initiatives going on, and um, and of course, uh, uh, you know, we are looking forward to um, uh, you know more and more units uh, of ASA take this on uh, so that it becomes a sustainable and uh, meaningful um, way for our members. Well, how do the particular mentors and mentees get connected? Is it based on, uh, say, the particular uh, statistical interests, based on the particular industry or they, they're working in, or are people matched up according to geographic location so that there's some way of potentially meeting face-to-face? I would say all the above that you mentioned, but again, the mentor-mentee matching um, is is still, I think, um, at its infancy. I would say uh, there is there's a lot of information that one has to match. I mean, you cannot uh, geographically location is is considered, and I also I think what is also important. Few of the uh, important points of mentors and mentees, what they are looking uh, for, for from this program, and uh, their interest, basically, the broader interest. Uh, uh, and, and the matching, I think, looks at some of those uh, uh, broader uh, interests, geographic region, and um, also some of the experience as well, uh, because if a mentor, mentor, mentee is a senior uh, person, and then you have to make sure the mentor also is appropriate for for that mentee. So, so a lot of these things are taken into account. Um, but again, that this is this is uh, one part of the mentor-mentee matching. I think that perhaps uh, uh, can be further refined and made, uh, uh, you know, more uh, in a more precise in terms of uh, mentor-mentee matching, or perhaps can be automated. Um, so 
everything, um, uh, I mean, the effort is made to make the best matches. Um, and, and I believe uh, as we learn from these programs, so in future we can even do a better job in mentor mentee matching. So perhaps one day we may have some uh, eHarmony type analytics behind the scenes matching mentors and mentees. Uh, yeah, it, it's possible. I think um, it's possible uh, if, if we can, uh, you know, really uh, refine um, and see out all, all those dimensions that pretty much would be optimal for matching. Um, the, some kind of human interference, again, would be necessary. I mean, again, some kind of automation can help do the first uh, level of matching, uh, but then uh, someone needs to go in and, and to make sure that it indeed made sense to match, you know, uh, the way matching has been done. But I definitely can envision, um, you know, in future, especially I think especially when the program expands. Right now we are still in more of a, a pilot or, or the initial stages of the program. But uh, if this has to become a very big program within ASA um, and a lot of participants are involved in it, then something like that would definitely be important. But again, um, uh, it would require... Uh, a meaningful in you know oversight because uh, what is important in this mentor mentee um, experience or interaction is that you have the right people talking with each other um, so that's something um, is what we would be working to uh, you know make sure that uh, uh, we somehow can optimize it so is there a timeline for when uh, the pilot will be move on to the larger ASA in terms of the uh, the mentoring program and there is no timeline as such, but I think it's already uh, what, what there is one of the initiatives uh, that we are uh, working on in the Committee on Applied Statistician is mentoring in a box, which is uh, create a blueprint that would have more of uh, um, more instructions and um, uh, guidance on how to sustain the program uh, for, you know, a specific ESA unit and etc. Uh, I believe when those kind of um, uh, blueprints are completed, which uh, hopefully will be next year, um, then I, I, I think more and more units can easily adapt the program and take on. And um, how far it goes in the ASA, I think it would of course uh, need to be channelized uh, through the 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 you know, different units of uh, ASA sections, chapters, committees, and, and so on, and, and would depend uh, how people would, you know, want to adopt this program. Well, Amar Joe, thank you very much for your time, uh, and good luck with the success of this uh, important initiative. Yeah, thank you very much, Richard. It was very nice talking with you.